a reminder that camp meetings next week be powerful. We will not have church here. We will be having church there. Make sure you go to camp. Be powerful. Listen to the bishop. And they have some great speakers lined up. That's going to be very, very awesome. And uh, then we have a good time Sunday night. Isn't that awesome what God's done? Amen. Praise the Lord. It allowed you to see what's happening around the region. Uh, they're having church every Sunday. They're not here with us. But they're having church in their churches and having great revival. So excited about it. And uh, we're thrilled about what God's doing in Zanesville, in the region, and around the world. We want to be Book of Acts Church in every way that we can. Beginning at Jerusalem. Judea, Samaria, the uttermost part of the earth. Beginning at Zanesville. Amen. At Muskingum County and Ohio and Guatemala and Southeast Asia. And uh, we are so honored to have today Brother and Sister Barsati. I believe Zion's probably in youth. But weren't we glad to have them here? Amen. Don't we honor them missionaries? Let's honor them right now. Would you stand give them a hand? Brother Barsati, we want you to come. Amen. They are powerfully used to the Lord. Someone asked me because, and he's going to give you more details. They've seen over 800 baptized in Jesus' name since they've been there. Praise God. Worth the investment. They are direct missionaries out of this church. Uh, they do some deputizing now. Where'd you go to? Uh, amen. And um, they do. <laughs> Would you stand still? And uh, they do some deputizing. Come here, I'm bragging on you. And uh, he, uh, but they're direct missionaries. We... We send them directly from here through our faith promise service. And that's how Brother Noe, Sister Don, Olivia are in Guatemala because we directly sponsor them here. Your giving allows them to be on a missions field and they didn't have to deputize for two years to get there. I believe that's the apostolic way. I believe that's God's plan. And I speak on behalf of them. He'll tell you more, but they're very grateful for this congregation but I want to speak on behalf of the congregation we're very grateful for you and your family what you're doing there amen aren't we very thankful for them welcome them as he comes and preaches the word tonight well praise the Lord everybody it's very good to be here uh, of course we haven't been anticipating knowing that we would come back and uh, saw you all on Facebook but wow this is amazing this is amazing. And I said that to a few of you, and you said, yeah, because you've been here a while. But uh, for me, it's like, wow, this is incredible. And uh, I wanted to do so many little puppets on that big screen back there. And so I wanted to do so much. That's amazing, isn't it? That's amazing. Hey, why don't you be seated? It's Wednesday. You've worked a long time today, haven't you? You're a little tired. Take a seat. Hallelujah. Good to see everybody's face. I got to say... Um, well, I got to say, I don't know how to say this, but it is just, it's just beyond words to, uh, to see Pastor Bounds. <laughs> it really is. I, I don't, you just, you have to be gone for a long time where it's just you and your wife and your family and you really appreciate people a whole lot. You really do. And uh, thank you for all of your prayers. And uh, of course, um, I'm not able to show you the video. You do hear reports. Uh, those reports are really impossible without you. They are really impossible without you because, you know, we just can't do what we do without your... Uh, we understand that you work long hours and you give uh, so that we can be there. So we appreciate that. When you hear those stories, why don't you just say, those are my stories. Those are your stories. Hallelujah. Because I couldn't do it by myself. I can't do it without you. So those are your stories you're hearing. Uh, we have baptized over 800. Uh, that number is growing daily since we've been back for the last two weeks. We have, praise God, we have, uh, we've, we've been hearing reports while we've been here of the baptisms that's still going on. We do have emails that's coming in uh, quite often throughout the week saying, uh, we've heard about you. We've heard about this Jesus name baptism, and we need to get baptized. And so we're having to forward those contacts off to our, 
our other contacts. I believe last year we talked about uh, Pastor Bounce was very uh, adamant on, on our numbers being exactly correct, and so we did our best to document every picture uh, of our baptism. So we know it's over 800, and I think last year I talked about how we went to four generations. You remember that? I shared that where I baptized somebody that baptized somebody that baptized somebody that baptized somebody uh, and how this has spread back into America. At this current point, we have baptized uh, 32 people in America while being in Vietnam. Hallelujah. That's pretty exciting. And uh, I think one, one thing that happened is I got a call from North Carolina, a Vietnamese lady in North Carolina, and uh, she said, you know, her son ran away, was strung, off, strung out on drugs for like two months and she said, can you pray? I said, it's very late at night, ma'am. I'll pray, and I'm going to sleep. Call me in the morning. So I prayed. We went to sleep. She called in the morning said her, her son came back home after uh, two months being strung out. I said, give me 15 minutes. I got to share something with you. So I shared uh, the power of Jesus' name baptism with her, sent her to Brother Elms' church in North Carolina. She went there, got baptized, and she called me up the next day and said, thank you so much. My life is never the same. It's incredible what happened to me. I said, ma'am, I know. It happened to me too. It happened to you too. Hallelujah. So just so many reports, maybe some of those we can't uh, always share. We've been seeing incredible miracles. Uh, and what I like to brag about is not what we're doing, but what our students are doing. And so if I can tell you one story real quickly. Uh, one of our students just received the Holy Spirit within two months, and uh, he's about 20 years old, and he drove down. He baptized his whole family in Jesus' name. He found a guy that could not speak and could not hear. He showed him the scriptures, pointed. The man agreed to be baptized. When he came up out of the water, his hearing slowly restored. When our student came back to class, he is now talking on the phone with that man that could not speak and could not hear. Hallelujah. He handed me the phone and I said, Toyten la Josh, Benten la Yi. Hallelujah. That didn't quite come. And he was able to hear what I said and respond. And, and hallelujah, I was showing off there just a little bit. That's about all I know in Vietnamese. You pray. Lord gives me a hallelujah, a Vietnamese anointing too. <laughs> hallelujah. Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hey, you keep praying. I'm going to keep believing, and God's going to give this to me supernaturally. I don't have time to study this down. The Lord's just going to have to impart it through the Spirit, and we're on a race against eternity trying to save as many souls as we can. I need that language desperately, and not next year. So, hallelujah. I've already spent a lot of time and a lot of money and barely know anything. Praise God. The Lord's got all wisdom, knows all languages. He can just simply give it. Praise the Lord. If uh, you feel comfortable standing, we'll read some scriptures. I want to uh, just give you an encouraging word. And it's Wednesday. I guess if you feel like running, you can run. But if not, it's, it's okay. You can sit the whole time. Hallelujah. And so I want to give you this encouraging word. Uh, I thought you was going to put that up there. But anyways, that looks nice. Everybody doing good? Uh, ready for 4th of July? Nobody's invited me for a cookout, but it's okay. I haven't left the building yet. You still have time. You still have time. I'm going to go to about three different scriptures. Uh, I'll go pretty quickly. Matthew chapter 22, verses 32. Again, Pastor Bounds, I love you and your family so, so much. We uh, got to spend two days at the same camp meeting together. Every time he pulled out that harmonica, I was going to people saying, that's my pastor. That's my pastor. That's, that's my pastor. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, all those songs I tried to play when I was like 16. Yeah, I didn't make it too far. 
Uh, Matthew chapter 22, verses 32, it says, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. I want to talk about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Deuteronomy chapter 34, verses 4, And the Lord said unto him, This is the land which I swore unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob. What I want to point out is the promises of God does not belong only to Abraham or to Isaac or to Jacob. It belongs to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Uh, and here's the last scripture I want to, I want to um, close with, and that is Exodus chapter 20, verses 25. And if thou wilt make me an altar of stone, thou shalt not build it with hewn stone. If you're going to make me an altar, don't build it with hewn stone. That's uncut stone. That's stone that doesn't look good. It's kind of all messed up and jagged and just doesn't fit right. So if you're going to make an altar, it's not made out of perfect stone. Praise God. I'm going to talk just for a little bit, next 30 minutes, on Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We'll spend some time and pray. Let the Lord talk to us. Let the Lord touch us. And then we'll go get something to eat. Sound good? Sound good. Why don't you lift your hand? kingdom of God and the things of God. Open our spirit to hear your voice today. In Jesus' name. Everybody say in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. You can be seated. Give me a couple minutes to feel comfortable. I've had my coffee and my brownie, so it shouldn't take long. I want to talk to you about the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. The scripture says he is not the God of the dead, but of the living. That even those even though those have died and move on, that their voice is still speaking to us. That the voice of the dead is not dead, but the voice of the dead even yet now speaks to us. And what I have been preaching in, oh man, hallelujah, 30, 30 minutes. I have to stay focused. I have to stay focused. Praise God. Uh, what I believe is that old prophecies, old prophecies that have been given are still alive today. That those that have went before us and said this is going to happen, God said this is going to happen, those words haven't dead. Their life, their legacy, their sacrifice has not died. And so when the Lord or Jesus identifies himself, he says, I'm not the God of the dead, I'm the God of the living. I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The scriptures most of the time does not say the God of Abraham. Most of the time it never says the God of Jacob. It always says the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, combining all three of them. So I want to bring out these three different, if I can say, characters, these three different personalities, these three different men, three different lifestyles. You know, I was driving, our city has, has 9 million people, and I do, if you can believe it, I do my meditation on the motorbike through all this traffic, and it helps. It helps. And you go to YouTube, you watch the videos. It's a little crazy. But I was, uh, I was, I was driving in, in this traffic and, and sweating and, oh, so hot, and that song was... Uh, Give us clean hands, give us pure hearts. Uh, oh, God of Jacob. All right, somebody else sing it better than I can, so I'm not going to do it. And, uh, and the Holy Ghost just started moving on me on that motorbike, and I looked in the rear view, because see Zion back there, and she's just crying. And revelations started to come to me, and God started to speak to me about Jacob. And when he identified Jacob, he brought it back to Isaac and, and Abraham. Because in Abraham is Isaac, and in Isaac is Jacob, in Abraham is Jacob. They're all combined. So let's, let's go through this. When we first look at Abraham, 
very, very powerful story. And I live in a country where it's all idols, idols everywhere. Every house has an idol. Uh, every store, restaurant, wherever you go, there's idols. Well, Abraham, before God, uh, before he became Father Abraham or Abraham, he, he was an idol worshiper. He was an idol maker. He was not righteous. He was not a Christian, okay? Hallelujah. He was an idol maker. He was a very wealthy idol maker. And the Jews say that when Abraham heard the voice of God that said, leave your country, leave your family, and follow me, the Jews say when Abraham heard this, he was building idols. When he heard the voice of God, he became so angry that he took all these little idols and he began to break them and break all of them. And he took all the little pieces of the broken idols and he put it in the hands of the one large idol. When Abraham's father came, he became very angry with Abraham and said, why have you destroyed these idols? Abraham said to his father, if that idol cannot take care of these idols, how will they ever take care of us? This is the beginning of Father Abraham's journey. Not only did he leave his country and he leave his family, but he destroyed everything that identified him with his past, with his past life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I read a scripture uh, uh, several months ago, and it said, they feared God, but they served idols. They feared God, but they served idols. Abraham not only feared God, but he destroyed his idols. And before he ever followed the voice of God, before he ever left and followed the voice of God, he destroyed everything that identified him with his past. And when he destroyed those idols, he began to follow the voice. He began to follow the voice. This is a true follower of Jesus Christ. You know, a true follower of Jesus Christ has not come to church, but it's take up your cross, nail yourself to that cross. Once you denied yourself and you got your cross, then follow me. Now, I'm not saying this to you, but I do say this in Vietnam. We got a lot of people following Jesus without a cross. <laughs> not you. You, all fo you folks are good folks. Hallelujah. But I got, as uh, Nehemiah says, I got some knuckleheads in Vietnam. I love them to death, though. I love them to death. Praise God. My wife told me to stop saying that. I blame it on you. Praise God. So the scripture says that he is the God of Abraham. Why is he the God of Abraham? Because Abraham was willing to hear a voice. Now, if you have a problem, you are so fortunate. You have brothers and sisters that are prayerful, spiritual people. You can look to them as an example. Abraham had no example. There was nobody to have fellowship with that he can look and say, oh, they destroyed idols. They left their past behind and followed the voice. Abraham had no example. He was the only example. Hallelujah. Let's, get it. Let's be a talking church now. I like those talking churches. They talk back to me. I say something good. You say amen, all right? Hallelujah. So Abraham left all and followed God. And this is why he's called the God of Abraham. Because he was willing to live uh, uh, culture, family, religious traditions. Leave it all behind without no example and just simply follow the voice. I'm going to tell you the most spiritual people, I'm for falling out, talking in tongues, running aisles, rolling around. I'm for all of that. But the most spiritual people are those that just hear the voice. No goosebumps. No talking in tongues. I just heard a voice. Those are the most spiritual people. Hallelujah. That was a good point. Was that a good point? <laughs> Help me out here. I don't get to come often. Praise God. So Abraham... We find in scriptures that, that God is so, so into Abraham. His relationship is so bound up with Abraham because he's willing to leave all. That God says, I'm going to make decisions over a nation of what I should do. But before I do that, I have to consult with Abraham, the friend of God. Here's how I picture Abraham. Abraham is a 100 percenter. He's a 100 percenter. He's a pioneer. He doesn't need anybody to encourage him, to lay hands upon him. He's willing to just follow the voice. He is a pioneer of faith. 
And we are called the children of Abraham, Father Abraham. We're the seed of Abraham. What that means, if he's our spiritual father and we're his seed, then just as Abraham was, so we should be. Hallelujah. What was in him is in us. The ability, the ability to not always need a pat on the back, but just the voice. That's it. That's it. I don't have to know where I'm going. I don't have to know the outcome. I just need the voice. That's it. Praise God. Praise God. Abraham's a, he's a pretty powerful guy. He's a pretty, he's like the pioneer of the pioneers. Nobody's doing what he's doing. And, uh, but he's not only the God of Abraham. If he was the God of only Abraham, that would eliminate most, most of us. Right? But he's also the God of Isaac. Isaac is what I see as, Isaac's like this, he's this 50 percenter. He's like Sunday, he's ready to go on a week fast, and Monday he's questioning whether he should even go on a day fast. Hallelujah. And I've been there. Y'all been there? Hallelujah. We've been there, haven't we? And uh, what, what I like about Isaac is when Isaac goes up Mount Moriah with Abraham, and Abraham puts him on the sacrifice, And the Bible says that Abraham bound his hands. The Jews say that Isaac makes this statement to Father Abraham. Now, he was much younger, so he could easily overpower a 100-year-old man, right? But he makes a statement as he's on the altar. He says to Father Abraham, he says, bind me tighter. Bind me, okay, you bound me, but make it even tighter because this sacrifice is going to get hot. It's going to get uncomfortable, and there's going to come a time I'm not going to like it, but when that time comes, bind me tighter that I can't get off this altar. That's a pretty powerful thing. When you're ready to, you're giving your life and you say, hey, don't just bind me, but bind me so tight that when I tremble, it's actually translated, the word is translated to mean that when I tremble because it becomes so hard for me to live for God and give the sacrifice I know, bind me tighter so when I tremble, my hands don't come unloose. Hallelujah. You know, I think, I think that's what we have to realize, that in living for God, there is a lot of blessings, but there are some hardships along the way. And I believe you can pray a prayer for those times to come and say, Jesus, there's coming a time. I know hardship will come and sickness, and I will question many things but when that time comes let me be so bound to you let me be so close to you that when I want to give up I can't give up hallelujah you ever been there you ever been there praise God I still remember I still remember being 18 years old and I would go out into the woods and and I would pray and I would talk in tongues for hours I would just talk in tongues I was young, and I was in the spirit for many hours praying. But I knew there's coming a day that I'm going to struggle in my faith. I'm going to struggle. And I said, Jesus, when that day comes, please, please let this prayer go before me. Let this prayer meet me at that hard place that I cannot get away from you. It will come. It will come. The trying of your faith will come. It will come. And so Isaac, he's, 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 when he's in the presence of God and in sacrifice, he's willing to give it all. But when he comes down the mountain, here's the interesting thing. We doing okay? You know, I use a lot of these things that Pastor Bounds does in his preaching. Y'all doing okay? It's like a timeout, a little check. Are we still awake? Hallelujah. Is a preacher doing all right? He's not doing all right. He need to get better. Hallelujah. Hey, I love you. I love you. Everybody in Vietnam knows about you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So because of Abraham, everywhere he went, he's building altars. He's building altars to God. He's opening up things in the spirit everywhere he goes. He's digging wells so they can have a future. But when Isaac comes, he inherits all of these blessings. And the altar that Abraham built is no longer there because Isaac never kept it up. And the wells that Abraham dug 
are they're now full. It's, it's full of dirt and flesh and just all this stuff. And, and Isaac was willing to give it all when it came to the sacrifice. But when he came down the mountain, he couldn't maintain the blessings of just walking with God. Isaac's just up and he's down. He's up and he's down. It's 100% and then it's maybe just 50%. But the scripture says... He's the God of Abraham and Isaac. Not just Abraham, not just 100 percenters, but he's the God of those that come in on Sunday and shout and love God, but on Monday they struggle. They make devotions and commitments on Sunday, but on Monday those devotions don't really follow through what we said on Sunday. He's the God of that person as well. Hallelujah. But he's not just the God of Abraham, Isaac. He's the God of Jacob. And y'all don't know Jacobs, but we got a lot of Jacobs in Vietnam. You know, Jacob, he's, Jacob's in a fight before he ever comes out of the womb. He's in the belly fighting. He's picking fights in the belly. That's, that's a fighter, isn't it? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I think you said last, last week you were a fighter, right? <laughs> he became an Abraham. Praise God. Praise God. So Jacob's this, this wild guy that's always fighting. Why he's in the belly he's fighting, and he's just he's manipulating, just looking for any advantage. How do I get the blessings of God but pay zero for it? How do I get all of the benefits of living for God and the peace of God, but when it comes to paying a price, uh, it's just zero. And so he's just looking, how do I inherit my brother's blessing, but I don't want to pay for it. I'm going to wait until he's exhausted, then I'm going to trick him. And then he's not only that, but he's, you know, you read that story where he puts on the goat skin and he smells like it and, and all of this stuff. Man, this guy is a good liar. I mean, he's one of the best liars. He's putting on go. He's deceiving his father. But here's what I want to get to. The scripture says he is the God of Abraham. We understand why he's the God of Abraham. He's the God of J- uh, Isaac, but, you know, Isaac, he's there. He's not there. He's in and out. He's up. He's down. Yeah. But when he says he's the God of Jacob, now that's confusing. That's pretty confusing. Because Jacob is just deceiving. He's trying to get blessings without any payment of it. Hallelujah. Everybody say amen. Here's the point I want to get to. That in every Abraham, there is a Jacob. In every Abraham, there is a Jacob. And in every one of us, we have had Abraham experiences and we have had Jacob experiences. Now, here's my point right here. I'll, I'll bring it down to this point. That Jacob is running from his past and his mistakes, but Abraham prayed a prayer, and that prayer opened up something for the time to come when Jacob would go into that place. Jacob would lay his head on the rock and have an experience that Abraham left for him. In every single one of us, we have the nature of an Abraham, but we also have the nature of a Jacob. Hallelujah. And while we have confidence as Abraham, praying Abraham prayers and shouting and making good decisions and sacrificing, we have confidence with God. But even in Jacob experiences, he is still our God. He has not forsaken us. He is not the God of Abraham only. It is on purpose that he is the God of Jacob as well. In those Jacob experiences, he is still our God. He is not only the God of Abraham, he is the God of every single Jacob. But what we have to do, what we have to do is there will come times where we will make Jacob decisions, not on purpose, just foolishly. We all, we make foolish decisions. You know, I heard somebody say that when you take over a church, you take over somebody's problems. When you start a church, you start your own problems. I didn't inherit anybody's problems. All the problems I have, I caused myself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But (laughs) on a side note, I will say it is the hardest preaching in the home church. (laughs) 
<laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But what I'm saying is we have highs and lows in walking with God. There will come times where the pressure is there and we don't know what to do and it seems like we just keep making the wrong mistakes and what do we do? If you can pray an Abraham prayer, that prayer will meet you in a Jacob situation. And while Jacob is running and Jacob is he's not knowing what to do, he lays his head upon a rock. And when he lays his head upon that rock, he is laying his head upon the prayers of Abraham. Abraham prayed a prayer that went all the way to Jacob. And in Jacob's difficult time, the heavens are still open for him. And the angels are still ministering to him. What I want to say is, is perfection is not always there. Right decisions are not always there. And failure does happen to the best of people. But that does not mean God has forsaken you. It does not mean God has forsaken you at all. He is the God of Abraham, 100%. But he's the God of Jacob, a failure, all the way in between. And we know God renames him Israel, but God never calls him Israel. He becomes a prince with God, but the Lord in the scriptures lets us know, not the prince. Remember the man, Jacob. Remember the failures. Remember all of these deceiving things and these conniving things and, and running from the past and not wanting to deal with things and, and just trying to get blessings and not pray. Remember that guy. He's the God of him too. Yeah, he's the God of Abraham because we're all inspired by him. And nobody wants to identify with Jacob, but we have Jacob moments. And I just want to let you know, in our Jacob moments, because you can go from a Sunday power of God, the anointing of God and in a couple days you can go home feeling like a Jacob I want to let you know he's the God of Abraham he's the God of Isaac he's the God of Jacob he's the God of Jacob hallelujah 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 and if I can just say this if I can just say this the emotions are lies the emotions are lies and we can become addicted to the emotions but emotions follow faith Faith does not follow emotions. And while one minute you can have the emotions of Abraham, oh, I'm anointed, oh, I got the promises of God, oh, I got prophecies, I'm blessed of God, and the next day you can have emotions like Jacob. The promise belongs to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The promises and the prophecies belong to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It doesn't matter how many times you failed God. If he said it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And his promises are not dictated by how perfect we are or how much we have it together. Forget the emotions. Forget the emotions. Praise God. Forget the emotions. Praise the Lord. He, here's, here's what the Lord, let me just... Here's what the Lord has been teaching me. I have had to disconnect from America and American thinking to go into Asian culture and Asian thinking. Asians are not emotional people. They are not emotional people. So you don't hear a lot of loud noise and, and demonstrative and, and, and all these type of American expressions. You don't see that in Asia. But what the Lord has taught me is the spirit should control the emotions. But many times we allow the emotions to connect or to get us into the spirit. And that becomes a very emotional Christianity where we have to have the right feeling. Can I tell you the miracles that I have been seeing in the last two weeks and beyond? I have felt no Holy Ghost. I have had no goosebumps. I just simply believe. I just simply believe. Thursday, I walked to that altar. I said, Jesus, I was sitting here. I said, Jesus, my feet hurt real bad. I'm going to go to that altar. They're going to pray for me. I'm going to walk back. I'm going to be healed. I walked to the altar. Back, my feet were completely healed. No pain at all. Praise God. Praise God. The spirit should con control the emotions. The emotions should not control the spirit. 
And Jacob is in a very, very emotional person. He's a very emotional person. But Abraham is just the steady voice of God, just walking with God. There's a lot of chaos around here, a lot of stuff happening, but he's just the steady, the voice of God, and he's walking. Here's the last thing I want to leave with you. The scripture that says, If thou wilt make an altar of stone, thou shalt thou shalt not build it of hewn stone. God does not always respond to altars that Abraham built. But he responds to altars that Jacob built. And all of his failure, it wasn't perfect. It didn't stand just straight. It was rocks that you would say you can't build an altar out of it. This, this rock, just it just doesn't fit. It doesn't meet the diameter. It doesn't look just Just throw that. You can't build an altar out of that. But the Lord says if you're going to build an altar where the fire falls, hallelujah, where the spirit falls upon, where the anointing's upon that altar, it's an altar out of stone that's not perfect. It's not perfect. It doesn't look right. In fact, Jesus is called the stone that the builders rejected. It just doesn't look right. Can I tell you, can I tell you that the altars that I find God responds to is when I go up to my third floor and I say, Jesus, man, I have so many questions I don't have answers to. What do I do with all these things in my life? I'm reaching others. I'm seeing miracles. I'm seeing, the, we just saw a baby that had brain damage that God supernaturally healed. It was so powerful. But when I go to my altar, I don't say, Jesus, you see that person I laid hands on? You see that Bible said, I said, Jesus, I got some things in me. They seem like they don't fit. I don't know what to do with it. The place where it fits in all of this, it just, it just seems out of place. When I give God brokenness, when I give him the Jacob things inside of me, the Jacob things, the things that I try to hide from everybody. When I go preach places, I try to hide those Jacob things, but they're still there. Those are the altars that God responds to when I pray. They're not, it's not perfect. It's not perfect, but God is not looking for perfection. He's looking for some things that are imperfection. He is perfection. Jesus, I'm, I got it all together. No, thank you. Jesus, I'm broken. And the psalmist says, he does not turn away the broken. Jesus, I got these Jacob things in me. No matter how much I preach and how many things I see God do, I still have Jacob things in me. Oh, man. Hallelujah. Give, give, me, give me just a couple minutes and I'll be real. We'll pray. But when I go up to that third floor, I say, God, there's nobody for me to talk to. Who do I talk to? I got nobody. I got all these problems in me. I got all these things in me. All these Jacob things in me. They just don't look right and I don't know how to fix them. And how do I get them fixed? I don't know. I don't know. But the more I pour it out in prayer, the more God responds to that. God responds to that. He has never responded to me when I said, Jesus, I laid hands on that man. He talked in tongues so powerful. And the Lord says, yeah, who cares? I did it, not you. But when I say, Lord, what about this Jacob in me? What about this Jacob in me? Hallelujah. Every one of us, every one of us, we have Abraham experiences. There is an Abraham nature in us. But at the same time, there's a Jacob inside of us. I just came to say he's the God of Abraham. He's the God of Isaac. He's the God of Jacob too. In between the Sunday to Sunday... We have Jacob experiences sometimes. We have Jacob thoughts, and there's times we just feel like giving up. He's the God of Jacob. He's the God of Jacob. Why don't we stand? You're busy. You have busy schedules. This is what I felt like the Lord gave me before I left. This is what I felt like the Lord gave me. Altars are not built out of perfection. They're built out of imperfection. Imperfection. And it's very vulnerable. It's very vulnerable to say, Jesus, here's this hang-up I have. 
here's this problem I have. I don't know where to take this. I'm so used to just hiding it. But Jesus, if you're the God of Jacob, you can fix this. If you're the God of Jacob, you know my desire is to be like Abraham and totally sell out and be a father to nations and impact my world. That's my desire. But as much as that's my desire, there's things in me that I identify with Jacob more than I do Abraham. Could we come and just take a couple minutes? You don't have to be loud. You don't have to be emotional. Nobody has to hear the words you say. I'm asking that you just be honest with Jesus. He doesn't like perfect altars. He likes altars that are a mess. He likes altars that just don't fit in Christianity the way everyone thinks it should look. He always responds to sincere hearts. I could tell you many stories of those that were troubled that we've reached. They put gun to people's heads and they shot their heads. They killed them. They killed so many people and so many horrible things. But in them was a desire to live for God. When they became honest, the Lord responded to their altar. Jesus, you're the God of all of my Abraham experiences. You're the God of all of my Jacob experiences. When I feel like I'm an Abraham, when I feel like I'm a Jacob, you've never forsaken me. You've never turned your back on me. You are the God of Abraham. You're the God of Isaac. You're the God of Jacob. In Jesus' name, I admit, Father, I'm not what I should be. I'm not what I want to be. When I would do good, I do what I wouldn't want to do, Jesus. When I want to act like Abraham, sometimes I act like Jacob. Hallelujah. I give you my faults. I give you my failures. You're not ashamed of any of these things, Jesus. None of my thoughts surprise you. None of my thoughts surprise you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, God. We're praying today for our future. There's going to come times, oh God, in our life, our family's life. In this church, there's going to come trying times. I'm praying the prayers of an Abraham that will meet my Jacob experiences. We'll not fail God. We'll not turn our backs on you, Jesus. Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Broken, my life is in pieces, but your strength is perfect in all of my weakness. Never condemns, does he? Never condemns. Lord, God, I am broken. My life is but your strength is perfect in all of my weakness. Lord, I am broken. My life is in pieces, but your strength is perfect. I'm asking you to reach in your heart the things that you've tried to hide you'd bring it out and expose it to the Lord. Expose it to the Lord. He knows it's there. Jesus, I'm a Jacob. I'm a Jacob. No 
matter how many compliments or how many good things happen, I got a Jacob inside of me. I got a Jacob inside of me, Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus, 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 I'm calling you, Jesus, 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 I'm calling you, Jesus, 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 I'm calling you. Lord, I am broken, my life is in pieces, but your strength is perfect in all of my weakness. Lord, I am broken, my life is in pieces, but your strength is perfect in all of my weakness lord i am broken my life is in pieces but your strength is perfect in all of my weakness jesus jesus Calling you, Jesus, Jesus, I'm calling you, Jesus, 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 I'm calling you, Jesus, Jesus. Put your hands and love the Lord tonight. Lord, we love you, Jesus. Jesus, Hallelujah. Why is it that it was the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but not the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Esau? Why wasn't it? Because Jacob wanted it, even though he was imperfect. Esau just didn't care. And I've learned to watch people that if they just want the blessings of God, they have faith in God, they can press through all of their imperfections. How many's had imperfections? And you said, I want what you have for me. Anybody feel that way tonight? You say, I'm not the I'm not Abraham. I'm not even Isaac. I'm a Jacob. And God looks down, like you said, what a powerful word from Brother Barsadi tonight. Aren't we glad for our missionary here tonight? What a blessing. And I want you to lift your hands and I want you to tell God. I want the blessings that you have for me. God, I want everything that you have for me. In Jesus' name, we want it. God, I give you my heart. Lord, I'll pick up the cross. I need you. I'm willing to pay the price for the blessing, oh God, as we heard. Whatever you want me to do, God, that's what I'm willing to do. I want to serve you. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Sing that again as we worship before we're dismissed tonight. Jesus, I'm calling you. Jesus, 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 I'm calling you. Thank you, Lord, I am broken, my life. Is in pieces, but your Come here, strength Bersotti. is perfect Sister Bersotti, in all of my weakness. Where Sister Ashley is, amen. Come and stand right here. We're going to pray for thee. When are y'all headed back to Vietnam? August the 7th. Excited they'll be in. I imagine you might get invited to eat somewhere tomorrow. He's still in the building. 
and uh, we're going to anoint them. Here's what I feel, is that while you're here, you're imparting something. And the uh, spirit of prayer is when you're preaching. You're a powerful preacher. My, you're a powerful preacher. I want us to stand. We believe in you. We believe in you, Sister Ashley. Zion, what an amazing young lady she is. We feel privileged that you're here tonight ministry. Watch the anointing of the Lord in your life. Powerful revelation of God's word. And when you're here, always remember, no one's judging you. Everybody here in the building believes in what you're doing. I want our minister, the elders, to come. And if your spouses are here, we want you to come with our elders. And uh, we're going to anoint you and pray with you. And uh, we're going to ask God to help you. I know Sister Bounce was just there a moment ago. She might have stepped out. Uh, but we're going to pray over you in the name of the Lord. In these places where you're going and ministering, God's elevating your ministry. And uh, we're going to pray over you. Our senior elder, Brother Melik, if you'd come and anoint both of them with oil in the name of the Lord. We, we believe the favor of God's already on your life. Just pray that you'll walk in confidence to do exactly what God wants you to do while you're deputizing here. Amen. You feel that, Sister Ashley? Touch of the Lord, set it over your spirit. Come on, Sister Wendy. You ministers, come and lay hands with them. The, the wives, come and lay hands. Come on, Brother, brother Melik. That's it with a sharp. <laughs> God, we pray for a refreshing of your spirit. A refreshing of the Holy Ghost. Come on, let's pray for our missionaries. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Just love the Lord for what he's doing. We'll be dismissed in just a moment. Just help us.